Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's my show. Hey. Put a little I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Just hit me. Like, I have not got, gotten out of my chair since we started, which is unusual. I'm not up every break walking around, but today I've not been up once. It's because I am in a battle, let's just say, mm-hmm. with my phone, trying to make enough room for the necessary software update. I can't go on using the phone (laughs) without making this important software update, which who knows even what that is every single time. Right. And I need to come up with, there's no actual unit of measure. It was, the highest I've seen today was like 2,273.64. Is that megs? What is that? I don't know. (sighs) I got it down to 910. So I got some work left, but that's what I'm doing every break is deleting, watching a video, and then asking, do I I need to keep it? Last time I had to do this, same sort of deal, I decided it was on my iPad. I have a phone, I have an iPhone and an iPad, and I decided to just ditch. It looked like uh, podcasts were taking up a ton of space. Maybe I subscribe to stuff that just keeps piling up in there, and I never listen to them on my iPad. And I just went, I don't need these on my iPad. I'm just going to, I'm just done. And it took a long time to, to empty out that folder. And I'm not kidding, like a week later, my iPad was going, hey, we need more storage. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. I, I just spent like four hours deleting <laughs> stuff that I don't use. Yes. And you're going to hit me with, I, I need more room already? Yes. Why don't you make some more room for yourself? Oh, well put. That's yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. Sorry to be bringing you in at this old man yells at cloud moment, Trista. Cloud. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) The cloud. I'm yelling at the cloud. Yeah, literally the cloud that you are yelling at. It's a... You know, the real old men would be rolling over in their grave because they don't even know what the cloud is to yell about. My mom... And I get Let's into go. arguments all the time because she doesn't know how to use her phone, and you guys are sounding more like her uh, day by day. I think it's time for you guys to just upgrade how much storage is on your phone. You of course, of course, you're right. Of course, you're right. Yep. I mean, but there are, there are deals right now. Photos, but today you can't take photos of your beautiful lake in the backyard or whatever. That's it. Without having some trouble uh, mm. sending those photos because you're out of room. Yeah, lately I can't send a picture with a text. 
I have to send them separately because it's too it's too taxing on the phone to include the picture to attach the picture to the text. <laughs> wow, we're in bad bad times. Bad times. Trista, do I remember correctly? Bulldog and I were talking about this. That you're a Cowboys fan. I am. So, just generally, first, if you don't mind, does that start to go away when you're as into betting as you would be, at least professionally, if not also, you know, recreationally? Oh, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I don't think you can have unless you're in a small town and that's the thing in town. Right. Like I understand fully why Sacramento Kings fans or and I think this is even more more true with small towns where the NFL team is the only thing. Right. Like for Buffalo, I get why it's everything sports wise and maybe even more than sports. Right. Like I'm not from Dallas. I became a fan through my sister and her boyfriend when I was like seven years old in the height of Dallas's reign. And there was no NFL team in my city. And Seattle really is not, you know, being from Portland, we're not friends, Seattle and Portland. We don't like Seattle. So it was either going to be San Francisco, which, you know, in hindsight probably would have been pretty good too to this very day. Um, But she and her boyfriend, her boyfriend was from Texas. So they were watching Cowboys game and I games and I wanted to be close to her. So, you know, that's kind of the beginning, middle and end of that. And it's been kind of a, a, a disappointing ever since that time. It's been quite disappointing since. But with teams that I actually have allegiance to because of some real connection, like because I'm from Portland and I'm a Blazer fan or I went to Oregon Oregon's the deepest roots, right? Like you spend four years there, you're invested, you know the players, a lot of them are in your classes, it's different. So yeah, and then you get into betting and you start looking at it more dispassionately. I would say I am a very dispassionate, realist Cowboys fan, which are very hard to find. (laughs) Yes, well, uh, you're young enough, right? Like Bulldog was a Dallas fan in the 70s, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I liked Roger Staubach. Was like one of my one of my favorite athletes when I was a kid. So that's where you he and I started. He's a little older than me. Then the '90s happened, and they're beating the Bills in Super Bowls, and like just enough. They were they're insufferable. But it's been 30 years since since those years, and they've had such little real success since then. I think it works. I think this holds up. You have a. a, a... I, by the way, I do want to say, I told you so. You texted me. This weekend, Bills. and you said you wanted to know what was the deal with the yep. Bills and the Chiefs. Yep, it's like the it's like the Bengals and the Bills now. Like you just know the Bills have just got something, especially in the regular season against the Chiefs, and it came came to fruition just as I said. Yeah, and I told you back that I think I would get there, but the vibes were in my head. Bulldog was right with you pretty much early earlier in the week than I was. I mean, he picked them too, and just the the. The market isn't always going to know, but man, one point at Arrowhead with for a six and six team that just said a lot. Yeah, it said everything you needed to know. Take the milk. <laughs> That's right, pretty much, pretty Get much. Don't overthink it. So, Trista, are you how are you feeling about the Cowboys these days? Like, uh, it sounds to me like you're someone who doesn't feel like you can be hurt by them anymore. Uh, but is that is that is that starting to change because they look like I don't know maybe the second best team in the league, if not the best team in the league? I think there's so much mediocrity this year in the NFL that 
you can get caught up in thinking that your team is good when they're actually just better than the bad teams that are normally pretty damn good, right? Like, we know the Chiefs are not themselves. They are they have a wide receiver core full of clown shows, like Anna Rookie, Rasheed Rice, and obviously Travis Kelsey, tight end. He's like, when, when your number one guy is Travis Kelsey, that's, that's disappointment, right? Uh, so they're not the same. You guys, we've talked about this, not the same in, in prior years. I don't know why Stephon Diggs is not the version that we're normally used to seeing him, but he's just kind of not there. You've got the Eagles, which I think that that game against the Eagles says more uh, the Eagles have going wrong than it says about what the Cowboys have going right. Cowboys defensively obviously have really come to play. Stephon Gilmore looks incredible. The offensive line, I was really impressed how much time they gave Dak. Dak is more mobile than ever, right, like since probably his Mississippi State days or his rookie year when they allowed him to cook. Um, all that stuff was pre-injury. Post-injury, we haven't seen that version of Dak until now. And we had Brian Broaddus on from another Odyssey station in Dallas, and he said that Dan Quinn and them boys came over to the offense and said, listen, we've been watching your tape, and if you don't change things up, you guys aren't going to move the ball and you're not going to score points. That's just plain and simple. So I, I would say that I feel better about the Cowboys than I did four or five weeks ago before that coming to Jesus party. But I can't get past the fact that I still think the Niners crushed this team and that's who they're going to have to go, go through. And they've played them twice now in a row in the playoffs and it hasn't really been pretty. So I'm just not very invested. I think the Cowboys are closer mm-hmm. to the Dolphins in terms of they play a bad team and they should beat them. You know, Dolphins last night probably should have won that game. But in general, when they play really good teams, they fold. I will need to believe it. Uh, I will need to see it to believe it to think anything other than that. So I love the Bills this weekend. I was going to say, so do you think the Bills are a really good team, even though they're just 7-6? and Because that's that's pretty interesting this week. No, I don't. But I think Buffalo is a really tough place to play. I think that's what is going to give you the edge. Dallas, if this game was in Dallas, it would be a whole other story. Indoors, you know, Dallas's home field advantage has been really good this year. Not always the case, but this year it has been. Dak's been great at home. It's a, you know, a temperature control game. I don't know. I haven't been digging into the weather report yet. But I, what's I got you. <laughs> I got you. It has not. We're, so I live 10 minutes north of the city, but even in the city where Bulldog is, it's rarely snowed at all yet. Like, I, I have not had one day where there was snow on the ground like through the morning sometime yeah. a couple a couple overnights there was I had maybe to shovel, a, i had to shovel like an inch and a half cuz i'm a psychopath but it would have melted by itself by the afternoon and no snow is expected through this game like i've got 49 and cloudy sunday 49 and cloudy i think it's going to be a back and forth sort of thing right like i think it's going to be probably closer to the chiefs game than it was last you know, the game with Cowboys and, and the Eagles. I, I don't think there's going to be any route coming. But, yeah, I think defensively it's going to be a battle. Can you get any pressure on, on Dak? But truthfully, since since you fired your offensive coordinator, Dorsey, I think you've scored, what, on average 33 points per game? So, obviously, there was an issue there. Uh, Josh Allen looks much better, running the ball much better. I like that he's using his legs again. I know that we've banged on the Bills for using him as a primary running back, but turns <laughs> out you kind of need that a little bit. 
for whatever reason. So, yeah, I like Buffalo in Buffalo. Um, I, I think it's a pick them for a reason, but I could see Buffalo winning this thing by three. Uh, pre- interesting point you make on Prescott and mobility. I hadn't thought about that too much. I'm invested in him in fantasy, and it's been a dream this year. Prescott, Lamb, Ferguson, Stacks, and, and the like. Uh, and I've always been a fan of his, Trista. The the rumor here has been, going back to the draft, 2016, was that the Bills were ready to take him four picks after Dallas did. Now, it's the it's supplemental picks in the fourth round, if I remember right. And, you know, no excuse but that they liked Prescott and were ready to do that at a time when they needed somebody. They actually drafted Cardale Jones with that pick after Prescott had gone to Dallas. So I've always been a fan of his and a defender of his. And yes, this is his best season. Yeah, I think so. I think the thing that you're seeing is like Josh, I think they're closer and people are probably going to kill me about this, but I think Dak and Josh Allen are probably closer in terms of the comp quarterback than maybe people are thinking about, right? Like both incredibly thick-bodied, strong guys that really are not looking to slide. They're looking to run you over, Uh, like maligned based on their accuracy, uh, heavy interception prone. But the truth is you really need to build an offense with them in mind. You can't just slot them into anything. And so Kellen Moore, I just don't think was – as good of a fit as people thought with Dak. I think he's a better fit with somebody like Justin Herbert, who's, you know, a a really, really good pocket passer who has mobility in them versus a mobile quarterback who has accuracy in them. Um, But you really need to to build an offense to suit them versus just them suiting you. I know that sounds crazy. I think that's been the case with Josh Allen as well. You can't just slot any offensive coordinator in there and and expect him to, to succeed. Trista Crick with us, BetMGM. So what is your, I don't know, strategy or philosophy generally this time of year? Uh, We're talking about futures a lot. The Bills are a really interesting test case because, as in our conversations with you, most of the year, like, just this might be the best time to bet them. And then there became better times to bet them, like maybe peaking last week. Now they've won in Kansas City. This maybe aligns with Allen and the MVP. Is there still uh, a glimmer for him there? There's a glimmer. I do think, though, we're starting to get more, and there's no value to take him. But I start. I think that there's going to be people wanting to bet and, and vote for Dak. I think this being such a great year for him, the comeback story, how maligned he's been, mm-hmm. wanting to see a fresh face, wanting to see the Cowboys do well, right? There's a lot of Dallas bias. I know that that's true. You know, national media loves the Cowboys more than anything. So with the Chiefs being down, I do not see Patrick Mahomes being great value. Tua, that last game last night was tough for his MVP candidacy. And now with Tyreek Hill and an ankle, I'm not sure where the value is there. I think it's worth a sprinkle. But I think it's probably worth more, and you'd have to evaluate the odds and compare them because I don't have them right off the top of my head. But I think it's probably worth more to take the Bills to win the AFC. Yeah, I mean, team to beat is really tough. Baltimore is the, almost the default answer, I think. Baltimore. But... It's just Baltimore, but look, they give up big leads. And we know that if you put the ball in Josh Allen's hands, he's a gamer. We've seen it many times before. He can come in and make plays. So Baltimore goes up, and I know that's not really what has been possible this year, um, but we know that it's possible in general. 
So Baltimore, whether it's them coughing it up or teams pulling themselves out of a hole, uh, I think that's certainly a possibility. I wouldn't hate an AFC championship game between Baltimore and Buffalo. With Trista Crick. So one more big question. We would like, or at least I would, Bulldog, I, I, I asked him yesterday this, and I thought I expected one answer and got a different one. The Lakers won, as I, I know you know, the NBA in-season tournament, and the report is they're going to hang a banner. Is that respectable? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's not respectable. But you you know that, and I think Kobe had a whole video about this that you can find. I think it's circulating on Twitter right now, that the Lakers are supposed to be the team of champions. I hate the Lakers. As a Portland Trailblazer fan, I hate them more than any other team on earth. And they're supposed to be the team that only hangs banners when they win championships. They don't hang Western Conference winning banners. They don't win division winning ban- They don't hang division winning banners. Really? Is that right? I, I never knew this about them. Is that that's really? I never knew that. Wow. Yeah, they only hang the championship banners. And Kobe had a whole thing like we don't hang any other banner but that. But I do think Adam Silver probably strong-armed the Lakers into doing it. Hey, we need to make this a big deal. We need to have this signify something. There's rings. There's cups. There's trophies. There's money. It's not a championship, but it's as close to it as you're going to get in a a regular season FA Cup-style award. So you need to put it up because this is going to be a thing that we – do from now on right that's what that was part of my my reasoning for being in favor of it is that sure it's the first one but it seems like it was a big hit the players love it it's going to keep going and so what are you going to wait until everyone really respects what it is to hang a banner in 10 years or something no you you want it it's it's an in-season trophy and has prior to now not even existed but you did it so i don't know i i have no shame in hanging a banner for that Kobe's rolling around in his grave. Right? Mm. Well, I didn't know. I did not know this about the division and conference and and Kobe and all that. I had no I'll idea. I'll send you guys the video at the break. Yeah. Well, I believe you, but I. I mean, send it. Send it anyway. It's fine. I just. I, yeah. I, 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 I'll take your word for it. Yeah. It's interesting that this is the team that won it, or a team like the Celtics, right. where the banners are iconic, and not you know right. Who, right. who who do you want? Some most other teams where who would even pay attention to it i mentioned the pacers for this i know they were they were close to winning it but the pacers don't have an nba championship so if they win it maybe they they face what the colts face when the colts are hanging a banner that says afc finalist and hopefully the pacers won't do like in-season tournament semi-finalist or whatever they were hopefully they're above that i hope so too yes it's just tremendous the fact that we have lebron james winning the first in-season tournament is just perfect for the GOAT debate. Just perfect. Jordan never won that. <laughs> exactly. Never won it. Trista, any questions for us? You guys have any shows that you are you guys are watching that you can recommend? I have oh, one. have you watched any of Slow Horses? Oh, my God, that was what I was going to recommend to you. I I watched, I mean, I, I re-watched the first two seasons with my wife just recently because the new season just began and we're hanging on every Wednesday now. Like, Gary Oldman, you can, like, smell him on oh, the screen. he is like, so disgusting. He's amazing. His socks all stained with the holes in them. He's not a fat guy either. He, I was just watching that episode where he goes in to see his doctor and he has his shirt off and he's just slovenly 
just greasy and gross. <laughs> and you know he gained weight for that role. No, yeah. I ended up watching it because I didn't have cable yet. And I, I just had internet. And I was I just binged through all two seasons in a few days. That's what it I did with so my so great. My, I didn't know my wife had started watching it. And I walked in the room and the scene from season two where he's eating noodles in a restaurant and the young oh guy, yes. Cartwright is talking to him and he says, like, I'll just tell them you eat like a dying horse. It's like my favorite scene of television, like, ever. I just, he's so great. He's t- I love spy shows. I love spy shows. So it's, it's so behind the scenes. So, like, and I love shows like The Wire, highlight the you know, absurdity of the culture and how it's just like any other business, right? And so yep. it's it's phenomenal. Signature role is really tough for him. Really tough. I would say Oswald, I think. But that's when... I used to be obsessed with that movie, JFK, Trista. Now I sort of hate it. But he's he's, he's probably got maybe 10 more famous, awesome performances. I don't know. He's tough. I recommended Goliath to you guys, I think, as well. And I think Gary Oldman is now... And I think Billy Bob Thornton might be one of the greatest actors of all time uh, because of the role in Goliath. All four seasons were spectacular. They got better and better. Uh, but if Gary Oldman's in, uh, like, he's got to be cream of the crop, too, and this role is, is right up there. Do I need, like, Peacock? or it's, what a, do it's, I need? A, it's an Apple TV joint. Oh. So I don't Apple know TV. where else you can find it. But there, I think it might only be there. There that goes. Yeah. Did you give him the synopsis about uh, of what it's about, or are we just rambling about it? I have some idea. You're talking spy show. It he is funny. He heads up uh, uh, something called Slow House, which is where all the disgraced MI5 agents end up. So it's like a it's like a rehab house for spies. And Oldman is the the, the he's the lead. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Peter of that, and it's just, it's just he's just tremendous. It, it just is it funny? Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, okay, good. It's got it's got quite a bit of humor. In, and one of the spies that's like one the lead reject spy, his grandfather is this highly esteemed MI, uh, MI5 agent. And so there's like all this behind the scenes stuff, and yeah, so good. I need it's really good. I need funny. Like I got into the bear because I thought, sure, it's a little dark, but it's funny. Yeah. So that's that's a key. Yeah, I mean, this is not this is Slow Horses is not a comedy by any means, but it definitely has to me hilarious moments. All right. Oh yeah, Gary Oldman's very funny. In like this show. Very funny. <laughs> right. This yes. show is not dubbed right. a comedy. Like when you when you pick up the right. paper. They're not talking about this show as a comedy, but it's very funny at times. Hopefully our audience can't smell me.
through the radio. Like, you can smell Oldman watching the scenes in this show. Yeah, I think you're safe. I wonder how they got him to that point, too, every day. Because they have to – his hair is so greasy. Oh, yeah. And he looks like he stinks. So you have to put so much product in his hair to get it like that. On that note, Trista Crick. Trista, talk to you next week. Thank you. I'm clean as a whistle. (laughs) (laughs) That was the host of BetMGM tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider Trista Crick. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. More on the Cowboys, who the Bills host Sunday. Coming up, Ross Tucker will join us too, and so can you. 803-0550, this is Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. I felt like in that second down, it's like, hey, I wasn't trying to settle for a field goal. I wanted to score a touchdown. And, you know, obviously neither of those ended up working out from that standpoint, but I was going to be aggressive. And that's kind of how it shaped up from that. You know, obviously Josh wants that throw back to Steph. You got the matchup that we wanted, but we just didn't cash in on it. Joe Brady, reflecting back on the Bills' win Sunday in Kansas City. Tough game. I mean, we uh, ended up yesterday spending most of our time on it talking about the penalty that cost the Chiefs a potential winning touchdown. But really, there was a lot from this game that was really interesting. Close. The Bills get 14-0, and then the Chiefs kind of ended their offense almost. Uh, No no more touchdowns after that, just six points. And in those spots, we got a call yesterday from a guy who brought up their – passing, you know, maybe he was arguing with his dad or something about how the Bills played it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I I never even thought about that. Like, of of course you're trying to score. Um, They just couldn't complete a pass, really. End of the first half, end of the second half were both really, it was really tough on Allen. But they got home. Yep. Speaking of passing, I just saw this from Chase Stewart at Football Perspective. It's from this morning, but Matt Collar retweeted it. Where do the 49ers rank this year in passing yards, and where do they rank in pass attempts? Hmm. I'm going to guess that they are, hold on, first in both. They are third in passing yards, and they are last in attempts. Oh, my, wow. That is crazy. Yeah, I was just trying to trying to play the game a little bit yeah you know i know what their rep is with shanahan um wow though miami and dallas have more last in attempts right wow bills are like fifth maybe in in what in yards and they're around that in attempts too yeah way up in attempts all right let's go to steve next hi steve how you doing guys good steve thanks for calling Hey, Chris, I know you didn't stay up for the game. I think, Mike, you said you watched the end of the Dolphin game. <laughs> yeah, I did. The, you were talking about celebrating before. The Dolphins, after both of those touchdowns, I don't know what you thought of it, but they had two of the most outrageous displays of, I mean, they did that one wheelbarrow thing where, Chris, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like four guys lay down and they pick <laughs> them up by the feet and they, they roll them like a, a, a steamroller, I guess. I saw, I saw the footage, the, yes. And then the next one was they were all, I mean, there must have been 10 guys and they were all dancing in the end zone doing the, the waddle or whatever like that. And, it, and then they kept flashing to the sidelines. And these guys, they thought, I thought the game was over. And I would love to know how much of a distraction that is because it sure as hell looked like a distraction to me. Like they thought the game was done. And then they proceeded to just, I mean, I don't know what else you could say. It had to be a total collapse on the defense. 
it just and it was just something. And I, I, I just the, 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 yeah. they used to get flagged for stuff like that, and they don't anymore. And I, you know, I don't want to sound like an old, I'm 63 years old. I don't want to sound like an old man, but geez, enough is enough with this. It's obviously rehearsed. Oh, I mean, I yeah, they the more teams... time on that than they than yeah. than they than. But whatever. That's I know. My, yeah, I, 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 I know what you're saying, and you, you sound like, I, I don't know, I, I feel close to you because I, I feel like I'd be struggling with how I sound trying to make the point you're trying to make. But it certainly looked I, – I didn't know any of it happened until this morning, and seeing their touchdown celebrations after I knew what happened – you know that's not really fair, but I thought like, oh wow, you're probably going to want that back. <laughs> but I thought while I was watching the rowboat one or the kayaking or whatever the hell that's supposed to be, rowing in general, uh, or wheelbarrow, I don't even know. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a tough look, but everybody, I mean, I think I think there are guys on the Bills that practice their celebrations at the Friday walkthrough. I mean it's it's a thing, and I don't I don't mind that the league has relaxed that. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that a guy took his helmet off last year and got penalized for that with what is going on while they got their helmets on. Um, So I would even maybe go further in relaxing the penalties on that because I think it's fun, but it's fun for us as Bills fans when it blows up in somebody's face like Miami's. I did mention celebrations earlier, as Steve mentioned. I do not think at all touchdown celebrations are a distraction within a team. I think, for the most part, it wouldn't be every player, but the team is on board. Like, they are rehearsing it. And, sure, some time does go into it. Interesting how the caller stopped himself. They spend more time on the celebration than the, what do I really want to say, than the game plan? (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it's the game plan. So, I don't think players are distracted by it. I think it's reasonable to wonder if Miami let up at all at 27-14 with three minutes to go, and I wouldn't even blame them. I mean, against that team... They the the problems they were having last night were getting into the end zone, and then they do it off a couple of egregious mistakes. I mean, it really should have been over, but Tennessee thought, made plays yeah, after that. I was awake and chose to believe it was over. <laughs> like Tennessee with the ball at their twenty-five or whatever, and four minutes to go, I just say, "Yeah, I was already asleep anyways. I'm just I'm done." <laughs> I I did not have a bet on the game, but. At 27-13, with three minutes left, I thought to myself, they're actually going to cover. They have looked bad. Tyree Kill has barely played, and I thought it was was going to be an interesting topic today how taking Tyree Kill off the field just meant death to the Dolphins. Like, they could not do anything without him. And it was such a struggle. They were gifted an early touchdown after their own fumble. They were gifted another field goal. And then you have the two turnover plays to give them 14 more, and they're going to get away with it and even cover a huge spread. And they didn't. And they lost. (laughs) I said it all went sideways. I was talking about celebrations because the Packers celebrated their uh, go ahead touchdown under two minutes, not so much as a team, but just like insane celebration as if they had won the game. And just like any fan is going, you got to get the two. And did that not matter? I mean, I think these two-point conversions sometimes can seem less important in the moment because your team has just scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And like and you, that, and you did have the lead. I mean, you're trying to make it a three-point lead in the case of right. the Packers, right? Yeah. Right. The Dolphins give up the Hopkins touchdown. Man, did he have a great night. 
What a great player he is. Yeah. You know, we should probably take a minute on Hopkins, who's not on the Bills. What a great player he is still. So he he gets the touchdown for 27-19. They go for two because they found the internet and make it. And how did you feel? I was not paying close attention there because I'm back on the other game at that moment. But um, that was a very significant development. And, of course, set it up for another touchdown in the lead. Miami still had time and field position to score. But I'm really down on them today. And I have to say on Tua also. I mean, they have gotten so much credit. I'm not a hater. You know, this is not Bill's Bill's colored glasses. They've gotten so much credit for their scheming and just their brilliance as an offense. Two minutes left or less, one point down, it was not impressive at all. They did not look sharp. And Hill wasn't on the field for some of those plays, but you really can't do anything without Tyreek Hill. That's how that's how thin it is for Miami. Just like getting getting first downs, it was not going to be a huge lift to get into field goal range. The good kicker, they needed like right. maybe even the 40 yeah. of Tennessee. And just then you had a play. So the third, there's a review. It's just like there was a lot of that in this game. You had a third down play to HN out in the right. It's like sort of a give up pass. And he is tackled. Tennessee was very good last night at bringing the Dolphins down. They did not allow the big play. And so A-Chan is tackled at the Tennessee sideline, and the Tennessee coaches start just like freaking out because the official has has called timeout as if A-Chan had made the sideline. Mm. And so the runner gets up thinking that the clock is stopped, and the Dolphins have seen the clock stop. They have seen the official wave his arms out of bounds. Then another official comes storming down the field from deep on that sideline, waving waving them home. Start the clock, right? And they cut to HN just jogging back toward the huddle. He's got time. The you know clock has stopped, right? Yeah. But it wasn't. It might have stopped for a couple seconds, and now it started again. And the Dolphins have to realize that, and then run a play because I mean it's late. It's thirty mm-hmm. some seconds left. If, if, if not less. And it's fourth down. And they have no timeouts. And Tua gets sacked. That's a tough mean, one. What, what do you want the officials you, to do? You mean Tennessee didn't take a timeout on defense? Good one. Sorry. No, to their much to their credit, they did not take a timeout <laughs> to stop the clock. I think that even the Bills wouldn't stoop to that level. Um, because if you stop the clock and try to figure out the confusion – you're giving the Dolphins exactly what they want, and the Titans will be like, well, thanks for nothing. Right. Because you got the call wrong, and you're giving them the break. There was no review on this, anything like that. I didn't see a replay of it. It was, of course, not really talked about. Uh, but that had to be tough on Miami. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's, but, yeah, they, if they, they think they're getting one thing, and then they got another, and maybe if it wasn't really clear – we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Like that's, and it's fourth down. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty tough confluence of events there. But just not good enough. Bottom line, I think, just not good enough. That yeah, is not I, a Super Bowl team. If I had stayed with it, I think I would have expected Miami to win the game, even, even with the collapse. Like they're, if they're, they've got the ball back with that much time, I'd expect that offense to get in field goal range. Yeah, I, I would. Sneaky Joe and I talked about this today. I was here early, and he said you had to have thought he didn't maybe see it either, uh, or maybe he did. Either way, you had had to have thought Miami would score. And like, well, if I didn't have a grand riding on the kicker making a field goal for my fantasy team, I may have also thought they would score, but I could not get there mentally. I'm like, they're gonna, they're not gonna score. I'm the one guy. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. I, I, I thought they'd probably find some way for this beat to go down in my history. Meanwhile, I would have been sitting there with chewing what's left of my fingernails, hoping for an A-chan touchdown. For him to break one. (laughs) Oh, this bad for the bills, but uh, good for the bank account. Right. Yeah, you know. Win-win? No. Yeah, no. No. Whatever. At least you're happy for one reason. Yeah, and it was, you know, whatever, 10 bucks. Big whoop. (sighs) Ross Tucker coming up just after 5 here on WGR. We are almost halfway through today and have not mentioned an impressive Sabres win. We'll do a little bit of that here before we bring Ross Tucker on at the top of the hour. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, the Sabres over Arizona, 5-2. to two. They are off to Denver to play the Avs tomorrow night. Eric Robinson yeah. ma- making a mark. Nice start. Yeah. Rob took one between the eyes. <laughs> he did. Poor Rob. That's... <laughs> That's making the rounds today. Yes, he did. Never never left his post. <laughs> that was beautiful. Wasn't the first time. Hopefully the last time though. Right. I mean you wouldn't want you don't go into broadcasting waiting for expecting to get uh, you know yeah, pucks no. to the face. Right, yeah. But I, I, I a, a normal a normal guy would have been wheeled out of here, I think he said. <laughs> when he rejoined the like Dan gave him a few minutes there, play was going on, he was being tended to, and they got back to him and he <laughs> That was the last line he said. Was a normal guy would have been wheeled out of here. Good old Rob. Pretty cool, but yeah, they had a they had a, they had a nice night. Like they they scored early. Like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> you can score early in games, and um, yeah, just it was kind of kind of a kind of their game all night. Even though they, you know, Arizona did tie him there for a bit, but it was they they had a nice performance. It was maybe the most comfortable win of the season. Like even that Ranger game that they played so well in was really tense for a long time, even into the third period. Um, and I, you know, same with the Bruins game last week. Uh, this was just kind of a rocking chair. You know, that's maybe the best thing I could say about the Sabers' season so far is that they have, for their struggles and their lack of consistency, they have had some nice nights. They have had a few games where they look pretty believable. I would say as a mm-hmm. as a playoff team, but you know how it goes. Like I can hit the fairway once in a while. Just 
The good ones can <laughs> right. do it every time. Right. And just need to have more of that. And I don't know if there's really any deep thinking called for for that, but at least you know that they can be good like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Ranger game, no, the Ranger game was not a, a, a walk away or anything like that, but that's a much better opponent. And they looked great in the game, yeah. I mean, they really did. They carried play. Same with the game in Boston. It's just the score was tighter, and you're just, you know, right. there was a moment in that Ranger game at 2-1 to one where I'm like, uh-oh, look out. And the Sabres sort of turned it back around, and that was really impressive. Last night, there was really no uh-oh, really. I mean, even at 4-2, it's like, fine. You know, you've, you've had the better of it all night. Just keep going. There's and a Levi, Levi's been nice three games in a row now, so that's nice. Yeah, um, <laughs> I go round and round on this. Like Comrie is with them, right? Lukanen has been sick. Comrie's on the roster, mm-hmm. but they don't believe enough in him to get him a, one of these games. You know, they've just they're not playing back to backs. They are this weekend. Right. They play Wednesday in Denver, Friday in Arizona, or Friday in Vegas, Saturday right. in Arizona. Right. Is what it is. And yeah. Lukanen will be, you know, he'll dress, presumably. I believe, I believe that was the word yesterday. I think even, like, maybe he plays tomorrow. He's had success. I mean, he shut out Colorado earlier this year. But we're back to square one. Yeah. Yeah. Comrie, where it's three, three guys and Levi is the one they want to ride. Right. And Comrie's the spare part now. And he's earned that role. I mean, I, I don't know what they'll do eventually. They they are, you know, maybe they're within a week or two of having everybody, maybe but Gergensen's back. Like, Quinn is close. Uh, Tuck is close. Greenway's close. They, they get everybody back. The the, the three goalie thing is going ha- to have to end. I, I don't think you can keep using a roster spot on three guys. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know what, I would predict that ends up being Comrie waived, um, and we'll see if he gets to Rochester. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, back with Ross Tucker. His thoughts on Bill's Chiefs and the new-look AFC playoff picture after that game and last night's. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.